Hey guys, Kevin Pereira here. And no, I'm not thinking of starting an ASMR podcast. I am testing out a new microphone, and it seems to be very sensitive, and so I'm being very careful. Uh, the microphone is also attached to some uh, sound-isolated headphones, some custom-molded earbuds, but there's no feedback on my voice. So it sounds like I've jammed two pillows inside my head, and I'm speaking inside of a library. I did meet somebody today who creates ASMR videos, and it was fascinating to me. Because I don't get the tingly response. So all I see is somebody, you know, tickling a cucumber or a hairbrush with long acrylic nails. And it's really hard for me to not think inappropriate thoughts. Real hard. Maybe that's... Oh, does that mean it does give me that response? Is that the thing? No, it's supposed to be about helping you sleep and concentrate... And also, it's not supposed to be about whisper boners. But it kind of was. Okay, I'm watching the waveform. I'm going to get... I'm going to get risky. Ooh, I hope that's not too loud. Ooh, that was probably too loud. I'm sorry, that probably violated some ASMR rule. Here's the thing. Today's episode of the Pointless Podcast is not about ASMR. It's about VR and AR. Not ASMVAR. No, no. This is about virtual reality that is going to be actual reality virtually very soon. Virtually soon? Very virtually soon. Uh, my guest today is Cosmo Scharf. He's the founder of VRLA. It's the uh, world's largest virtual reality expo. Uh, it's still very much in its infancy, so it is impressive as hell that it exists and that uh, my young guest, Cosmo Scharf, has managed to put that together and wrangle it and put his stamp on it and seems to have his fingers in multiple delicious VR pies from uh, non-profits to having his own startup to organizing this conference to being very active in the scene. Uh, you're going to hear a little bit about all facets of VR in this podcast and I cannot uh, overstate my excitement for VR. That would be an impossibility. Uh, I'm so excited that the field is finally arriving. Uh, VR and AR are just such an exciting uh, future. And these technologies are going to apply to every facet of our lives from media consumption to health and fitness to travel to education. Not There's not a single industry that can't benefit from some sort of VR application. Of course, uh, adult entertainment. I'm sure that there's uh, an, an app for hunters or farmers. There's no limit to how this technology is going to infiltrate our lives in the very near future. Uh, infiltrate sounds very aggressive. I don't think VR he helmets are like arming themselves with bayonets and ready to charge into your stomach, but uh, they will permeate all that we know and do uh, in probably less than 10 years' time. Maybe in 10 years' time. I don't know. I thought 3D printing would be like giving me Pizza Hut crust by now, but uh, I'm an optimist. So enjoy this pointless podcast with Cosmo Sharf, and if you care to support me or support anything we do here, uh, I, I, I thank you, as always, for using your social currency, which costs you nothing. That means telling a friend that I exist, that this podcast is a thing, uh, and, of course, uh, checking out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the attack. Uh, we're trying to make more bizarre, random internet content, and with the uh, virtually non-existent resources we have now. We manage a podcast and some Let's Plays and three live shows a week, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, over on Twitch. And those are at 4 p.m., and I would love nothing more uh, than to have an ounce of resources to dedicate to that channel so I could get some other shows going and 
get some other stuff happening. So uh, we rely entirely on the support of you. If you're hearing these words, you're someone who we rely upon. So if you're already backing us, thank you a thousand times over. Uh, if you have a couple extra bucks a month and you know want to contribute to the cause, that would be so appreciated. Patreon.com slash The Attack. That is the URL for that. Uh, you can get info about all of our shows, our private gaming servers, all sorts of perks right over there. Um, okay. Plug time over. It's important. Let's get to the Pointless Podcast. Here it is. Cosmo Scharf from VRLA. I think this is where I'm supposed to tap a banana with a fork. Or uh, I'm supposed to lick some envelopes and send some mail for you. cheese grater to a ball of steel wool and I I pan it from left to right it's not a fetish it's not a fetish this podcast should be American 110% fucking blood red American the NDAA everybody slaying vagina cyborg Jesus Jesus America spit a hot bar uh uh yo yo uh uh See? I mean, that was it right there. Yeah. And we're done. Thanks for coming on, Cosmo. It was great to have you. you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Clapping for yourself, which is always good. (laughs) I was was clapping for both of us. Oh, that was... Oh, well, then right back at you, man. Right back at you. I I like a guy who's so impressed with his own game that he's like, hold on, let me do this. Just lays down the beat and then goes, yep. (laughs) You know. (laughs) We good, Alex? Yes, sir. Yeah, we're good. Cosmo, you good? I'm great. Phenomenal. Cosmo Scharf from VRLA. That is just one of the many plates that you are spinning in this real world that is being littered with virtual analogs now. What is what is your world? What is your what is your life? What are you doing? How many hats are you wearing? You dropped out of school. Yeah, Good for you. Thank you. Let's start with that. Okay. Let's well. start with that. What the hell got you into Okay, for those who are just tuning in, I'm sitting across the table from Cosmo right now. Uh, he's the founder of VRLA. It is a Los Angeles-based virtual reality expo slash meetup slash event. There yeah. we go. Okay, well, it's just that's conference. Ten thousand foot view. It is a conference. People mm-hmm. confer about VR. Uh, it is the biggest virtual reality gathering in the world. Mm-hmm. Nay, the yes. galaxy, <laughs> the universe. In the in the known fucking universe, you've got the biggest gathering. You've been doing it for how many years now? About a year and a half. A year and a half. Okay, yeah, almost Which, two years. So. Walk me back to where you came from, how you got involved with VR, mm-hmm. what brought you to school and yeah. made you drop out of school, and then let's talk about Singularity and how oh. we're all doomed. <laughs> let's talk about how we're all not, of this is not, going no, to kill us. Well, I don't know about doomed. We're all fucking doomed. <laughs> the day we can flip the switch and the computer is smarter than us, right. it's going to realize how useless mm-hmm. we are. Why is it going to be benevolent? That is a question I do not have the answer for. <laughs> But you remain optimistic? Yes. Why? Uh, I think... I'm the worst host ever. I just spat 60 questions at you, and I'm like, tell me why the machines aren't going to murder us, Cosmo. I think think that technology ultimately will serve the greater good. I don't know. I I have a sort of optimistic view overall of technology i can't really quite explain that very well by the greater good you mean the 0.01 percent of the one percent right because they're the ones who are going to be paying the guys to write the code for these machines yeah there's going to be a google autonomous car that sees me like in the way of its most optimal path and just does the calculation and goes you know what your clout score is not that high <laughs> smack 
Yeah, that is pretty. I got to get this Vine influencer pretty. to the hoverboard convention <laughs> so he can lean and vape. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to get run over by a Google car. Fuck yeah, I'm going to. And it's probably right. It pro <laughs> I probably deserved it. I shouldn't have been walking there. All right, so take me back sure. to you, your interest in VR. Sure. What led you down this crazy path? And then we'll get into the real VR okay. goodies. So uh, I'm originally from New York City, and uh, I came out to Los Angeles, Los Angeles to study film production at USC. And I've been obsessed with technology for most of my life and uh, filmmaking. Um, and I knew about the Oculus Rift when the Kickstarter was released in 2012 and was really excited about it, but didn't really do much about it because uh, I wasn't a developer and I didn't actually, I didn't even have a DK one at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then I read a, uh, like a blog post about someone's reaction to uh, Valve's early prototype where it was like a room with like a bunch of like QR codes on the wall. And it was at the time, like the most advanced uh, VR thing that ever existed. And people were freaking out about it. I remember seeing those photos of that room and thinking like, do they, do they think the average consumer is going to print out a bunch of QR codes and yeah. then string them up on the wall like a meth head trying to solve a murder? <laughs> Just yarn between papers going, oh, this is, yeah, let's track it all. Here we go. But man, were they onto something, right? Yeah. Like, but I, I know what you're talking about. I remember seeing that prototype room and going, man, Valve has got, Valve is Wonka's factory, man. They've got a whole bunch of whimsy brewing over there. Yeah, so I, I read someone's reaction to that and the way they were describing it, it sounded like the coolest thing ever. And if, if I knew that the way he was describing it was, was true, that I had to get involved with this somehow. Uh, and I, I didn't want to let it just slip by me. And so I, you know, I started reading more about VR and started you know, getting into the, the Oculus subreddit. And I uh, was listening to a podcast about virtual reality, the Rev VR podcast, one of the major VR podcasts that are, that's out there right now. And uh, they were talking about meetups and they're like, you should start a meetup in your group if there isn't one. So I looked online, there wasn't anyone. I started one and managed to find... In LA, there yeah, wasn't one at the in, time? Yeah, not, wow. not in LA. Crazy. Um, and so I managed to uh, find a bunch of other people who were... Uh, able to help grow the event uh, with me and, you know, do lots of other uh, logistical work to, you know, make the event happen, which is, you know, <laughs> it's a lot. Sure. Um, but anyway, so we've, you know, ba basically I wanted to meet people who were excited about virtual reality because at the time, you know, back before uh, Facebook bought Oculus, you know, around the time of our first event, it really was sort of like our little secret that like this was an insanely amazing technology that the sort of mainstream media and sort of the global consciousness hasn't, hadn't really caught up to. Yeah. I, I always think about like jobs toying away in a garage somewhere back in the you know, <laughs> mid seventies and making a box that fundamentally, and him and the others that were working alongside and in, in different companies, but fundamentally was going to change the world as you know it, right? Mm -hmm. It was going to change everyday yeah. experiences, was going to redefine media, the way we make it, the way we consume it, etc. Mm -hmm. And I felt that exact same way about VR, I think is what you're mm -hmm. describing, which yeah. was before it was 
oh, they got acquired for billions of fucking dollars, which makes MSNBC take notice and makes, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the greater consciousness, as you described it, they, they, they perk up. But there was this moment of there is hot fire to being developed, uh, being developed right now. Like it is in its early infancy. We don't know exactly what it's going to be, but there is something coming. Mm-hmm. A wave is about to oh, crash. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, and it's still it's still very much like that. Yeah. But but especially back, you know, in our first, you know, three four events, it really felt like we somehow, for whatever reason, had access to this secret that the the rest of the world wasn't really aware of yet and and still is not really quite yet. Yeah, I was my my parents, my brother, well he actually now has the Samsung the the Gear BR mm-hmm. or whatever that he's got that now. So he's aware, but a couple months ago they have no idea. My parents have mm-hmm. no clue what's coming down the pipe. Their kids, mm-hmm. grandkids have no idea how they're going to be interfacing with media. Uh, or learning, it's going to change education. It's mm. is it my, like it's going to change everything. Oh, absolutely. There's not a single industry that VR and and AR will not touch and augment and 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 completely redefine and disrupt in the next five to seven years. Yeah, well, I think that's that's part of the the reason why it's so exciting is that you know when when I, when when Oculus first started, they you know had this idea that it was going to change video games, right? And and it certainly will and, and already has, but. Um, you can really think of any industry or job or profession and think of a way that virtual reality or augmented reality could apply to it. Just like, you know, you have, uh, you know, anyone with any job can have a, can use a laptop. It's eventually going to become a multi-purpose device that is part of our lives every day. Yeah, the same way you carry a smartphone in your pocket, that soon could be lightweight goggles mm-hmm. that you'll just carry around and that will have everything on it. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say it like that? What do you know that I don't? Uh, no, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you just think it's, it's 10 to 15 years off for that as opposed to 5 to 7? Um, what, for sort of like glasses having that it be you, the all-in-one that are yeah the, the all-in-one mm. glasses that are lightweight and comfortable enough that you'll just carry them around and throw them on when you no, want to I think No, I think that's probably... Sooner rather than later. Right? Five five years sounds a little more. So I don't know. getting back to right before Facebook bought them, which was a bit of a tipping point, I think, mm-hmm. at least for oh, awareness. No, it absolutely it was a total tipping point. Yeah. So so right before then, you said it was a secret that you somehow had access to, and yeah, I, yeah. I felt that way as well. And I I wonder is that because there's just it, it could be one of two things, or maybe it's a third that you'll enlighten me with. But there's it could be that there's so much noise. And that this little piece of signal was going on. It wasn't hidden. Mm. You just had to be listening for it. Because there's right. just so much damn noise between SpongeBob remixes on YouTube and whether Miley Cyrus mm. showed her nipple or not. There's just right. so much yeah. noise. That's it was happening. Important. Yeah, but depending upon where your focus was trained, you knew it. Um, or that it was happening and people saw it, but they couldn't think Mm. even three baby steps ahead yeah. of well this looks like printed circuit board on some oakley's mm. and it's heavy and it's uh and the graphics yeah. are kind of nauseating it's like yeah but give it three years totally yeah it, it i think very much was the latter mm-hmm. than the the former in that sure there's you know a lot of stuff happening in the media and there there's there's always will be a lot of noise right but um you know when the first develop the, the first development kit for the rift was available it was awesome, but it wasn't that great. 
and it made a lot of people motion sick, including myself and probably you, right? I did okay with it. I started getting sim sickness at around like the 10 minute mark, <laughs> but that yeah. it happened, right. you know, whereas I, my girlfriend at the time, I put the goggles on her and of course, like an idiot, the first thing I loaded up was the roller coaster demo and she immediately wanted to vomit. Yeah. Yeah. And was like, bad. <laughs> how can you be, cause I was prancing around the room with the headset on screaming, this is the future of everything. Like a madman in my boxers, right. scaring her and the dog. But I immediately was like, oh, because I, I remember the first 3d graphics accelerator cards. Right. I was alive when that happened. And I popped them into my PC and quake ran a little prettier and the yeah. water was almost transparent. And I remember going like, this is blocky and shitty, but oh my God, in three mm. to five years, in 15 years, this is going to be amazing. Yeah, well, that's, you know, the resolution was also pretty bad. Like, yeah. you couldn't really see a whole lot. And, yeah, it, it, immediately, even even before I even tried the Rift for the first time, it was something that I just, for some reason, had, knew in my gut would be important if it worked right, like, as, right. as, the, as the promise of it suggested. And it was the people that saw the DK1 were like, wow, this is... Not great today, but I know that a year from now and two years from now and five years from now that it's going to be amazing. It's the people that s stayed with it that are successful and will be successful in the future. It was already better, that DK1, than the 400-pound uh, plastic headset that I put mm. on my head at a pizzeria <laughs> in the mid-90s to watch someone else get in a pod and yeah. spend $20 on two minutes of moving at one frame a second, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is already leaps and bounds better." So, yeah, so where are we gonna go from here? You know, what was what was what was VR like back then? Like, like knowing. Well, let me get on my chair yeah. and whittle you a piece of wood and tell you a tale, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not barely 3D accelerated. It was you know 500 polygons for the entire world, maybe 20 for your character, mm. and you would stand in a giant pod added a ring around your hips just to make mm. sure you wouldn't fall, holding a big, uh, almost like a, a Vive controller now that had a giant cord dangling down from it. You put on a big headset that was, no exaggeration, 20 pounds maybe, 15 pounds, mm. plastic, thick, heavy. The goggles would fog up. You'd have, it really, I don't even recall it being 3D. I think it was just 2D, but it was mashed up against your face so close you were like oh cool i'm in the game yeah and you would try to move around and shoot another person and it cost 20 bucks for like a minute damn sounds like a sounds like a ripoff it was fucking terrible but it didn't matter because it was virtual reality right yeah, get me in was... there i felt like the lawnmower man. Right, it yeah. was amazing yeah. but so to try on that dk1 despite the screen door effect and the yeah. the motion to photons or what is it to delay or whatever mm -hmm. that is all that stuff was like oh yeah they'll solve that They'll solve all this. The core experience was enough. I was converted on contact. Mm. I was like, yeah, this is, yeah, okay, yeah, this will be it. This will be a new thing. This will be sex. This will be cooking. This will be music. This will be hanging out with your friends. This will be movies. This will be all of that. Eventually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what was your first experience then with it? I tried Half-Life 2, Ooh. which was pretty cool, but... It's a big it, bite to take, though. It, it, uh, it was not not the, not the best thing to to check out because I felt a little sick afterwards. But uh, it was it was it was pretty fun. And back you know back when the first you know when it first shipped shipped there was like nothing available. There was like nothing to try. And I right. tried a little bit of TF2, and that also was not, <laughs> not yeah not the best thing to try either. Nope. Nash W, you go vaulting forward, suddenly yeah. you want to throw up in a headset. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. But what was it about? Like because you said you were convinced even before you put the headset on. Mm -hmm. Why? Why was that? Why did? You, why did it call to you so? 
I th I think I've I've always you know I, I I love video games and I love movies and I love books and just the idea that one day you could go inside of your favorite you know movies or whatever uh, was really exciting. Mm -hmm. So um, I think you know that's that's the sort of promise that uh, you know I I was looking forward to. So you're know. you're having these meetups. You're in on a secret that no one knows about. Facebook makes the purchase. Mm -hmm. That was a tipping point, you think, for the industry? Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, sure. I mean, we kind of knew it at the time. Like, it was pretty, it was pretty big news um, and, and still is. Um, but I think we'll probably look, look back at, at that event and realize how important it was. Mm -hmm. Because now they're not, you know... It, it, through Facebook's money and in, 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 in infrastructure, they're able to not operate. They don't have to operate as a startup, right? Which is, which makes a pretty big difference for the, the quality of the you know the headset and the experience. When that announcement happened, and I'm sure you were following all the Reddit, the subreddits as well, mm -hmm. like to see the anger. And I get it. Facebook isn't cool and evil and what? Okay, fine. But to see the the short sightedness of mm -hmm. the hatred yeah. was what got to me. Because it's like, look, well, it's going to be Farmville pop-ups on my virtual reality experience. It's like, hey, if you think that's going to be like that day one, you're crazy. And if it is, people will go to someplace else. It's not going to kill VR. That's going to be their own experience. But B, they don't have to be beholden to the rest of the industry. Mm. Like Oculus and many other companies, they had to throw a saddle on the cell phone industry and ride out their screen tech. Right. And write out their accelerometer chips or their whatever, yeah. their motion chips. They, they were beholden to the rest of the trends. And when you get $2.2 billion, wasn't that what it was? The Facebook thing wasn't it yeah, like it a crazy like, amount? No, it was like two, it was 2 billion. Yeah. When you get $2 billion, you can start creating your own screen technologies, your own audio technologies. You can create $30 million development funds for video games mm -hmm. instead of having to hope that a developer comes on board. You can really, you know, chum the waters, so to speak. Yeah, it really... Yeah, I think it did. It made it made it made a big difference. So that hit for you. You're having these meetups. What are what are you seeing? Then then Vive kind of came. I mean, for mm -hmm. me, Vive came out of nowhere. Yeah, totally. Which everybody's like, poor Valve got completely fucked by Oculus. Look at them. They shared all their tech, and now Valve's got nothing. Mm. And then the HTC partnership, and right. boom, we're yeah. here. What? Walk me through the road from from kind of like then to now. Where are we at now? Versus right. Then? Well. HTC just had a new announcement for the new version of the HTC Vive, which mm. seems pretty cool. I mean, I haven't tried it yet, and hopefully, we'll soon this week actually. But um, yeah, they they have a thing where you know you can uh, stand up, and as you approach the like the edges of the room, uh, the the real world will start to fade in with a sort of like blue matrix like outline. Right. Um, wasn't that known though? Because I remember they said like, "Oh, we're delaying it because we got this major breakthrough." But yeah, didn't I mean, the early was, Vive have that system had, in there? Uh, a, it had a similar thing, which was the chaperone system, yeah. which would, as you walk to the edge, there would be like a sort of virtual blue wall. But the difference is that now there's a camera on the front, so it'll show you, uh, like the like. Got your, the your actual, actual physical yeah, the thing physical world, so yeah. much better than just right. a flat texture in front of you. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it'll be important so that you don't have to, you basically have it glued to your face for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and for the, they, someone even mentioned like, you'll be able to reach out and grab a cup and have a sip. 
Yeah, just like and it, this. Yeah, exactly. And people are like, oh, great, cup-sipping technology. That was worth delaying the vibe. And like, no, when you when the whole system is predicated on immersion, if you're playing a game or watch, watching a thing or having an experience, it could be very important to not have to take the headset off and mess up the hair and the, the, the goggles and everything else and just go and grab your cup and have a little sippy. Yeah. That's worth throwing a webcam in there. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. I even love that they added the proximity sensor now too. Did you see that? Uh, so the screen to... shuts off when you pull oh, really? the headset away. Yeah, no, I didn't see that actually. So simple. Yeah. Save save that screen time. Makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So all right. So Facebook buys Oculus, then Valve announces Vive. Mm -hmm. Right. That was the timeline. Right. Valve was Valve was the Vive known before the no. buyout? Okay. No, it was after. I so when that happens, are you sitting on the sidelines going, "Oh shit, yes!" Grabbing the popcorn yeah. and shoveling it in your mouth? Well, like, what happens to you? <laughs> the, the 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 interesting thing is. When we, you know, when we had our first event, we had I think about like a dozen different exhibitors, and you know, all like small, single team or like small teams, um, and it was pretty difficult to, to find those people who were even even had the kits at the time. Mm -hmm. But slowly, as we've done more and more events, and we're on to our seventh event on the on the twenty third of January, um, lots of Tech existing tech companies and new startups have been jumping into this space. So we've been growing as the industry has been growing. It's been really exciting to, to watch that happen and to be a part of it firsthand. This is pretty amazing. Sure. Now, do you have a, a horse in the race? Yeah. Um, I have a startup called Visionary VR. And that sentence is an ellipses? There's dot, more. Dot, dot. There's more coming. There. We're we're working on solutions for storytelling in virtual reality. Okay. And we're not quite talking about uh, what we're doing at the moment. Okay. That's but, why I want to see how far that sentence was going to but, extend before we hit a brick wall. <laughs> and now let's burst through it like Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. What do you got in mind? But we hope to talk about it sometime soon in the future. I want to make VR content so badly. We were mm -hmm. talking about this a little bit before uh, we started recording. I just don't want to be the first wave that crashes on the on that shore because there's going to be a lot of pipelines that are going to turn out to be unsustainable mm -hmm. or just uh, inefficient. Right. There's going to be a lot of technology where, look at this, we're doing 360-degree video, mm -hmm. except you kind of really don't have the depth there mm -hmm. because it's flat 3D mm -hmm. video, so you're just kind of stuck in this snow globe and looking around, mm -hmm. and it's not very immersive. Oh, well, we got a tech that merges... 3D objects with that flat video. Mm. And someone, well, let's make your video in a game engine. So mm. that way, there's going to be a thousand different technologies. And the last thing I want to do is get behind one that right. that tanks yeah, beforehand. But and I don't have the funds to create that pipeline. Totally, totally. I, I mean, I will say that if you are interested in, in getting into it, I mean, you, you kind of have to pick something. Sure. Right? Otherwise, you'd be sitting around not doing it. Right. Well, I mean, but it, would it be... Am I going to be too late if I wait till the end or till Q3 of 2016 when these things are out and we're no, seeing what experiences people are You won't are be too late, but you'll have had the experience of producing content for a 360 video mm. through that time, right? So, you know, it takes a while to get familiar with the whole, you know, production process and the pipeline. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, if it's something that you're interested in, I'd, yeah, I'd recommend... Uh, Getting into it as, as soon as you can. So what, should I just hot glue a bunch of GoPros around my face? Yeah. Or should I try to invest in that massive Nokia Death Star VR the, camera? The, like, what's the, the hot? Ozo, the, the Nokia Ozo is pretty interesting. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if it would make sense for this sort of production. I mean, I mean, 
I th I think probably a bunch of GoPros with like a 360 Heroes rig would probably work. Mm -hmm. I mean, the state of a 360 video is, you know, it's 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 emerging, and there's lots of startups that are creating you know cameras, rigs, and editing software for it right now, and it's all pretty cool. But you know, the the resolution and the the quality is is not. Uh, that amazing yet, and eventually we'll be able to, you know, capture uh, a moment in real life and be able to play it back, and it, the resolution and the clarity will be exactly as if you were there. Sure. Eventually, but I mean that's sort of like you know the 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 dream of of three sixty video, um, and there's companies like Eight Eye that are doing. Um, uh, volume capture, like volumetric video, which mm -hmm. is pretty neat. So, so they're that, grabbing the depth yeah. as well as the high def video, and then they're merging that high def video onto sort of. They they have an array of uh, cameras, mm -hmm. and they uh, they capture the video, and then they create uh, voxels from that, and so uh, it's sort of like a point cloud. Okay. Uh, base, but I mean, there's there's other ways of of capturing like volumetric video, but. Um, that stuff is really, really interesting, and I'm I'm excited about that. At, when when you look at the available technologies now, let's uh, you know, Google Cardboard is going to have its place, right? Instantly mm -hmm. accessible, practically free. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were sending them out for free not too long ago. So okay, you got that. Then you take a step up. I think probably to the Samsung. The is it the Galaxy VR? What yeah, they're doing the uh, yeah. Is it is it Galaxy? I think it's Galaxy, right? The oh. Gear VR. Gear VR. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Use the Galaxy phone in uh -huh. the Gear. Okay. Uh -huh. So you got the Gear VR. For a second, I blanked on the name. I, well, I was blanking on it too, and I was yeah. using one the other day. And that's so, okay. I, I feel we, like that's the next highest it, uh, experience, right? Uh -huh. Then maybe Sony, a little yeah. PlayStation VR. Yeah, I mean, they're all... Uh, yeah, and then sort of... It remains to be seen where um, the the new Vive stands up with the the final Rift. But I mean, right. they're, all, they're all pretty comparable. I mean... This sort of limitations are, are, are more about um, standing up versus sitting down. Right. So for the PlayStation VR, the quality of the experience is actually very good, um, despite it being on a PS4 and probably being on, on the, uh, you know, the, the least powerful uh, device right. compared to the you know, Rift in um, Vive. But uh, I guess the main limitation is you can't really like stand up and walk around in a, in a room. Like the tracking is probably the mm -hmm. most limited. Um, but the the Vive is the most mobile. You know, you can stand and you can jump and you can crouch right. in, in your in your living room. And then uh, the Rift um, is made mostly for sitting, but you you can set up the cameras in a way where you can pretty much get a, a Vive experience. But the the, the software is not going to really be designed for it. That's what problem. I say. I was like, if I feel like if you want seated only and you don't have the space mm -hmm. or care about moving around, then the Oculus is the way to go. But It'd be crazy to think that, you know, like the Vive can nail room scale tracking pretty mm. well. Yeah. So why wouldn't it be great for seated tracking mm. as well? You know, I yeah. see some people going like, well, I, I'm just going to sit down, so I'm going to get the Oculus. And well, I, I don't know if all things are going to be equal price point wise at release date wise, but I think they're probably going to be within inches of each other. Mm, yeah, probably so pretty close. Here's, here's my concern is that, uh, you know, what is it? We're, okay, we're less than four, four hours away, five mm -hmm. hours away ish. 
from the Oculus going on sale. Pre-orders. Yeah, no, it goes on in, like, in actually like 12 hours, yeah. Oh, I thought it was midnight, but... No, I'm pretty sure it's at 8 a.m. Well, this is going to be released like a week later, oh, okay. so... If, but yeah, it doesn't matter. In a few precious moments, yeah, no. I will have a chance to pre-order yeah. the Oculus. Are you going to? That's what I'm asking you. Mm. Am I going to, or am I going to wait for the Vive? Because all Wait. signs are pointing to like, I mean, the Vive is coming with those touch controllers, right, yeah. you know, which, which are pretty fucking sweet. Room scale tracking, which I love. It might be a couple hundred bucks more just for that. Yeah. You got two lighthouses it, plus oh. the controllers. To be honest, the Vive will probably be more expensive just because it comes with the controllers. Yeah. It comes with the lighthouses. I mean, the um, Oculus does come with an Xbox controller. Right, yeah. Um, but know, that's far the, less expensive. The, as Vive the Vive is a very compelling experience. Because when you can walk around and you can you engage your whole body in the virtual experience, uh, it, it really adds a whole other layer of immersion uh, that's, that's totally unique to that device. So what would be your advice or... Uh, look, I'm gonna get know. both. I'm fucking spoiled. Yeah, get I'm very both. fortunate. I'm gonna get both. I've got a PC that can <laughs> yeah, power it. You're gonna get both. But anyway. I just know that some people are listening. It's going. Well, what do I do? Should I wait? And I guess that would mm. be the advice. I mean, you're. I gotta have it now. You know, bleeding edge techno lust is going to say, but I need it mm. day one. I need it right away. Right. But if you can wait a few months, you should probably wait. Right. See what the vibe is coming out at. What its price point is. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would. If you're if you're kind of hesitant about getting the rift, then I would probably wait to see the price point of the of the Vive before mm-hmm. before going for it. So, what are the experiences now that are going to be most compelling, and what is so broken about storytelling that you would want to create a startup to tackle that issue? Hmm. So, well, ver- are you familiar with Verse? I don't think I am. No. So they produce uh, s- stories for virtual reality. Okay. Um, they recently worked with the New York Times um, to uh, f- film film a film something about refugees in uh, Syria and other parts of the world, and it was a pretty compelling experience. Like it was on the cardboard. So even though like the, you know the hardware was like not very good, um, you know y- you could see these kids as like you know you knew it wasn't like you knew, you knew it wasn't real, but uh, you know the, these kids were like right there in front of you, and it's it's you know by the end of it, it I was like very moved, much more so than I expected, and it really just um, much more so than if that image or video was on a tablet and you could scroll right on past right yeah right. totally it's i mean it's a totally different thing because it it, it it completely absorbs your attention for that however, however long the experience is um you know if you think about pretty much all media that we've had up to vr it's been confined to the four corners of the screen right um you know movies tv shows snapchats <laughs> vines whatever sure. Um, and and now, with virtual reality, you are inside the story, and 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 now storytellers have a sort of responsibility to, uh, you know, take care of the viewers, mm-hmm. um, in a way that they 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 really never have had before. In that, when you're putting someone 
in an entirely new environment, um, there there is the real potential for you know a, a scary experience to really freak someone out. Sure, much more so than um, you know if you're watching something on a screen. Like right. even still now, when I put on when I use VR. I'm o- like not always, but I'm sometimes like very paranoid about like loading screens when like the, the like the thing loads up and like boom, like you're there, like inside the world, like holy crap, like what if I'm, I don't know, like in the back of my mind, I'm like, what if I'm in like some underwater thing or like in some right. dark creepy, or you're thing suddenly or falling down a void, yeah, and you're like, yeah. you don't know what's and on the like, other side of that screen, and you think you're there, right? And it's crazy. Like for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably do my version of Schindler's List, but have Slen- Slenderman pop up right. and scare you, yeah, right in the I middle mean, of a really emotional moment. I, yeah, I'm just I'm just sometimes worried about things popping up in front of me or like things like 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 entities like being behind me, right? Um, it's just like there must be probably there's. Maybe going to be a word invented for that, like VR paranoia or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I ha- I have it sometimes. It's 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 pretty pretty weird because you don't get that in real life. You don't get you don't get that like when you're watching anything else. No, when I watch a movie, it's like I, I, it's especially like a horror film. Like maybe there's going to be an orchestral sting and an axe is going to come out and be like, whoa, okay, okay, that's fine. It's there. I'm very disconnected. But in VR, you're right. There is because presence is 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 everything. And you feel like there's a level of trust with whoever is curating that experience, whoever's producing that experience, telling yeah, you that story, absolutely. letting you live through it, that they're not going to completely jar you and shatter your world. Mm. Yeah. Do you like? Do you play horror games or like horror movies? I do. Uh, I mean, I'm not like a super fan, but I do play them. I, I enjoyed uh, the early DK1 uh, Dreadhalls. Oh, God. Like, yeah. I was okay with that. Like, <laughs> it's got me a couple times. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I was okay with that. Whereas... Playing a horror game on the Xbox or PS4 or PC, even mm. those don't usually get me. The jump scares don't do it. I'm sort of like, eh, okay. Yeah. The, the 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 pacing and the prodding and the whatever. So even like a Dreadhalls at its early rough alpha stage, the yeah. fact that that could get me, the claustrophobia, the jump scare, was pretty powerful. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> do, do That's not for you. Do those the kind, those kind of games. Well, yeah. so. So, okay, so there's a responsibility from the storyteller now, but what about the way in which you tell a story in VR? Like, what are, mm. what are going to be the tricks to that trade? What are, right. what are the mistakes so, that people made, make, and how can you tell a compelling story in VR? Right. Well, the, the truth is that most people still have no idea. Right. And it's a very new technology, right? Like, imagine asking that question in the early 1900s when the camera was first invented and people were asking, okay, so what are you going to do with this camera? How are you going to use this to tell stories? Like, that would would be a sort of a silly question because, no, you know, it was just it, was, it just was a right. thing. Like, like, we pointed at a train do? and we shoot yeah, a train right. and then there's a movie about a train. But, you know... What else do you want? There, people, people are, people are learning pretty fast. Um... I don't have a whole lot of knowledge to pass off on that because I actually haven't been involved with um, m- m- like directly making 360 videos myself. Mm-hmm. Although a bunch of people I know and you know my friends have been involved with that. Um, but you know, the Oculus Story Studio is is part of their mission is to sort of figure out some of the techniques um, on, on on how to you know direct users' attention. Um, so, you know, one of the, the things that visionary put out, um, about almost a year ago is this concept of 
uh, like redefining the frame. So, you know, regular movies, you have the four corners of frame. And then uh, our idea was you basically make that an oval that surrounds you, like right. a dotted line that's sort of like 180 degrees above and around you. So now pretentious then, directors get to go like this and try to imagine the scene that you're in right. as opposed to this. And then, so, so as you move your head, right. you know, um, it, it pauses what's in front of you and uh, resumes what's in back of you and then vice versa as you cross that boundary. Um, uh, so like your gaze initiates the right. playhead basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so that, yeah, so that was one of the things that we were working on. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of sort of uh, you know gimmicks that you can kind of use in VR with like sound cues and and lighting cues to like direct the user's attention. But yeah, it right. definitely it certainly is a problem, for, or at least at least some people think of it as a problem. It's not necessarily a problem um, of like how, how do you direct the the user's attention when you can look 360 degrees around you. Right, and you give them that control. It's, right. a, it's actually a unique opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. it's yeah, a, absolutely. A unique opportunity to explore different ways of yeah. dangling shiny keys to get someone to gaze the way you want to bring them through that experience. And then right. curating experiences around the notion of, well, what happens if they look over there? Right. Well, how is that going to affect the story, or does it? Yeah, well, the, the, the reason why I'm, I'm doing VR right now and, and have this startup is, well, part of the reason is that so much needs to be figured out and you know coming from you know film school i you know i i enjoyed making short films and 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 being on set but it it, it felt like so you know i had like you know 100 years worth of history that came before me of experimentation and people figuring stuff out and that's not to say that like there's not opportunity today to like make new cool stuff with traditional you know cameras sure but in vr you know there's so many different avenues that you can go down in terms of research that you know anyone listening to the show right now could could pick it pick apart and and start you know solving some of the the, the, the issues sure all right so now this is going to be the year of vr uh, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah. It's coming out. Totally. It's going to be a game changer. Mm -hmm. Early adopters are, have already adopted, but it's going to be... I, it's always conversion on contact, which is something that I you know, I picked up when I was chatting with the Oculus guys, where it's, mm -hmm. you, know, you, you can talk about it till you're yeah. blue in the face. Someone puts on the headset and they go, oh, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, How do totally. I get porn on it? Right. Great. Yeah. How do I watch the Super Bowl on yeah. it? Let's go. <laughs> so it's conversion on contact. So now that these headsets are going to make it into living rooms mm -hmm. and be powered by PCs and people love showing off cool shit to their friends, mm -hmm. like it, the growth will be exponential, I believe, and it mm -hmm. will start hitting and saturating. Three years, five years, mm -hmm. when do we hit that point of singularity? Mm -hmm. When are we completely fucked as a society? <laughs> like when does the... When, Why do you think we're fucked? Because the world outside of our apartments is going to deteriorate mm -hmm. and we're not going to care mm -hmm. because the virtual world is going to be so yeah. much fucking cooler. That's a very real possibility. It's, of course it is. That's terrifying. <laughs> you say that with, with, with just clinical, right. <laughs> just ca calculated <laughs> coldness. Could, like, it yes, could it could be cancer. <laughs> Might not be. So, yeah, I mean, we, w w there is, I do not have a doubt that there will be a time when 
virtual reality will be indistinguishable from physical reality in that we will be able to generate or essentially recreate all of the sensory inputs, mm-hmm. all of the five senses that we have that we use to experience the world, but inside a digital computer. Right. Um, and so... Wait, how's yeah. that going to happen? Because I, I look at VR right now and it feels very brute force to me, mm-hmm. right? It's like we're going to be, we're going to have these images on a thing or maybe Leap will beam it into mm-hmm. your eyeball, but right. we're going to have these things and we're going to trick your eyes into right. thinking they're watching a thing. But no matter how good the lenses mm-hmm. get and the tracking and the mm-hmm. latency and the whatever, I'm still looking at a thing that is right. not the real thing in front of me, right? Yeah. So to get full haptic feedback, yeah. to make me feel like I'm experiencing all of those senses, it's got to it's got to be beamed yeah. into the brain, right? It's got to yeah, be electricity so, jammed into here. Well, <laughs> so yeah, right now we create virtual reality from the outside in with like external devices, yes. right? That we strap over our eyes and right. that we put over our hands that we put over our bo- bodies. Mm-hmm. And those will come to a point that, that are really, really good. Right. And, but, but there's, there will still be the problem of like physically putting your body you know, you're not you're not gonna feel the actual like sensations of like being on a roller coaster if you're literally sitting with all right. like the haptics you could have, right? You're, you're right. just not not gonna be able to get to that point. So I got my pneumatically compressed chair. <laughs> I got my Velcro suit that squeezes me just right. I got it's it's still going to be right. very artificial feeling. Yeah, no I matter mean, how good. I mean, ultimately, there. You know, so 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 those external VR devices will continue to get better and. But there will be a sort of paradigm shift where we are able to somehow create virtual reality from within the brain itself, right? And uh, there are like theor- you know theories of like how we could achieve that through nanotechnology, which are like super super tiny uh, robots that would potentially go through the capillaries in our brains and. Uh, talk to the neurons uh, to read and write information. We're going to program a swarm of yep. a million nanobots and be like, this is the scene that you're going to go make <laughs> right. in Kevin's brain. Uh-huh. Right? He's done the thinking tutorial, so we've calibrated his brain. We told mm-hmm. him to think of green apple, so we know where his colors and his th- that's aligned. So we did the program. Now nanobots go. Right. I'll... I'll inhale a thing uh-huh. or I'll inject a thing. The nanobots will go swarming in and start grabbing electricity and rearranging impulses. So I yeah. believe that I'm there. Yeah, it's so re- rearranging, yeah, re- re- simulating, uh, or basically sh- shutting off your the senses from like the external world right. and generating what would be appropriate for you know the the simulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, basically tricking the nervous system into thinking that it's experiencing walking or experiencing jumping, right? Like, have you ever had a lucid dream? Certainly. Where you like... Where a dragon bo- fucking you... a Mazda? Right. Yes. Yes. All the time. Me too. All the time. It's weird. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Is that you on the tailpipe? Yeah. Because I'm always in the grill. Because I've, I've definitely winged you. We've, I've high-fived you over the top of that Miata. That's so weird. We probably had... We were we were synced through the lucid dreams. This is dreams. like Inception. I love it. Right. But yes, a lucid dream where you, you, you kick yourself awake, right? Because you feel like you're doing that motion, like the thing is happening? Or what? where were you going Well, with? I was going with that, like... Have you ever have you ever felt your body? Like, like had a sense yes. of your body in, in a dream? Yes. Right? So someday we'll be able to recreate that sensation at will through virtual reality 
And when we get to that point, it's kind of like game over. Like we win. Um, Do we? We win at Do virtual we? reality. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you. I was like, what but, game are we winning? Right. Yeah. No. I don't know. I mean, there's 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 definitely a lot of scary things that that you know that uh, are are implied by that. I mean, I think I think ultimately we'll gain a deeper appreciation of the physical world through virtual reality and, and hopefully be more connected to each other as well through Ooh. through the internet. I hope. I hope. Uh-huh. But I just I could just see some snot nosed fucking nine year old going uh-huh. like the trees in real life are boring. Right. Yeah, These virtual trees play movies. Yep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like I've seen my I've seen my nephew swipe God. at a magazine and get frustrated. You know, yeah. at the age of three, yeah. like, why isn't this L'Oreal ad coming to life? What right. is happening? Okay, so, well, the, the interesting thing, thing about that, and this is something, like, my friend Johnny and I talk about, who Johnny does... Um, uh, <laughs> I know, I'm VRLA well. with me in Visionary, that, you know, you, you grow up with these expectations of how the, the world works, right? So, for that kid with, like, the iPad, right. it, growing up with the iPad and the iPhone, that they expect... You know, I touch a surface right. it interacts with me. Right. Yeah, the, and everyone in the and, and just like a touch screens touch screens in general, they expect things to be touch screens, right, even when they're not. And so I think with VR like kids growing up these days when when you can pop in and out of these virtual worlds and you, you can, you know, essentially change things at will, right? You'll have when you come out of it, you'll you'll ideally have the expectation that whatever you want to achieve in, in in your life it is possible that like you can change things that makes sense yeah i'm i mean it makes sense i don't know that i believe it okay but it makes sense yeah, yeah. I, I listen i want to be an optimist about this i right. love technology i'm i'm all for futurology and points of singularity and i say let's bring it on i just mm. i i don't i don't think i have that much faith in humanity <laughs> Right, but I mean, you could worry about it all day. But it's the still technolo- going The technology is is, gonna is on the tra- is on yeah. that trajectory. No, that's what. Right? Yeah, all of the so way should we or shouldn't what we, we do with it? Exactly. You're you're that is you're very right, 100 percent right on that. Like it's going to happen no matter what. Right. I can naysay it or come up with doomsday scenarios. Mm. That's not going to stop it from happening. Right. Yeah. So it's sort so of, how can we harness it for good? Right. Yeah. So it's, the conversation, yeah, should be more about how how can we achieve great things with it instead of worrying about the negative you know possibilities which are totally real sure and it, it would be silly to ignore them but i th- i think that th- there's going to be so much good that that comes from virtual reality that we have no idea you know w- what that even means yet like if you think of like the when the iPhone was was first launched, it did some cool things, but we didn't have Uber, we didn't have Snapchat, we didn't have we didn't even have apps when we, it first we launched. Yeah, actually. We, yeah, we didn't have apps, right? Yeah. And there's so there were all these startups that we that are a part of our lives today and that we use all the time that we couldn't have imagined were possible. They were they weren't even a thought mm-hmm. in our heads when the fir- when the iPhone first launched, right? So it will take you know, five, ten years for those cornerstone companies to make an impact on us, I think. What what industry do you think is going to be disrupted the most? Um, 
I'm, you know, you mentioned edu- education, mm-hmm. and this is something that Palmer Lucky brings up a lot, very often, actually, and something that I, I, I'm incredibly excited for. And it's, it's not entirely clear precisely what it looks like yet, and 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 how education will will be changed. Uh, but if you think about the way that we learn today, most of it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Like we have these textbooks and we have teachers talking about very abstract concepts that you memor you know, you do your best to memorize. And, uh, the problem is that it, it's, it's so far removed. The, the stuff that, that they're, you're talking about in class is so far removed from, your, you know, your experience of the, of the, of your life. Right. And so through virtual reality, not only will we be able to, you know, visit ancient cities, but, you know, visualize math and visualize all sorts of scientific concepts in a way that is, will be so much more engaging Mm -hmm. and, and fun and make us all smarter, I think. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, there's also the carbon footprint argument too, which is like, mm. well, why, you know, uh, why bother getting on that jet to go fly right. to that event or whatever yeah. if you could put on the headset totally. and just be there virtually? Yeah. Like there's, that, that's, a, that's an upside as well. Yeah, I can absolutely. also just like, I remember playing number blasters on an old Mac in you know in school going, oh, this is supposed to make math, math interesting, but it was like, well, this is a fun game, but it's not as fun as the other games. Mm. And, you know, it's still, I don't know that it's... Right, well, it's not necessarily about gamifying education. I mean, that is part of it, right? Mm. And I think, but but I think it, it's, it's, it's more about experiential learning, right? Like when you, sure. when you, go, when you take a field trip, how, how much more fun are field trips than sitting in class, right? Of course, And yeah. so now every day can be a field trip. Mm-hmm. So I think that's exciting. I can't wait for someone to figure out how to virtually bully me. That's all that's going to happen. It's like, how does someone hack my experience? Kick you in the shins? Yeah, exactly. The haptic feedback, shin kick. Right. This is all I see are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dabowski. All I see are dicks. What is going on? And then just being hacked again. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. That, that could totally <laughs> happen. Speaking of dicks. Right. So the porn industry for many, many years was seen as the decider of Mm. of the technology's fate, right? And mm. that sort of fell out of fashion with HD, DVD. Because they were like, oh, we're back in HD, DVD, but Blu-ray won out. Okay. But still, porn really defines a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it really does. And I know there's no shortage of companies that are getting into those waters, that are doing virtual sex simulators, that are doing yeah. 360 videos, that are doing all that. That is That has got to be the slipperiest slope in this whole discussion. In, in, what, in what sense? When we talk about the fate of humanity and interpersonal oh, connections and everything yeah, else, like isn't right. that just going to get really sloppy? Oh God! <laughs> yeah, yeah, people will be saying that with headsets strapped right. to their face. Yes, and Tenga cups on Novent Falcons <laughs> that are actuating on their body parts. Like, um, what part of you? Let me let me let me make it clear then. What part of you is what is your biggest concern? Because I know you said mm. like we shouldn't let the concerns get in the way of mm. the optimism, and that is that is so good. And I like I'm gonna. Thank you for that, because I'm going to take that away from here, because I can vary in all aspects of my life. I can let my fear cool. radar, my anxiety yeah. radar, look 400 yards down the road <laughs> and go, well, how is this going to fuck us all in the end? Right. And it's easy to see that. Totally. And it's also easy to get focused on that instead of trying to harness the good. But right. with all of that said, yeah. what part scares the shit out of you? Oh, um, 
uh, mind prison. Ooh, go on. So just the idea that, you know, once once we are able to have virtual reality from within the nervous system, right, and you can walk around and touch touch walls and and feel like, you, you mm-hmm. know, you, you actually have your body, um, mm-hmm. you know, something that I, that I wonder is like, well, it, 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 it would need to be designed in a way, in a surefire way that you could escape it if you chose. Right. Abort the experience right? at any time. We're so, talking about the level of trust now with the developer to not jump yeah. scare you. <laughs> right. How do I know that some 4 yeah. is not going to upload a pirated copy of Grand Theft Auto 40 that traps me in a mind prison? Right. But, yeah, yeah it's that. That's, I'm too that's pretty, pretty for mind prison. But... In a way, they're gonna rape already... me in mind prison, Cosmo. <laughs> but in a way, you kind of already are trapped in your physical body. That is true, right? It's just a great fucking vehicle to be trapped in. Yeah. So it's pretty good. I feel bad for most days. Else who most have days this are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So whether you're in a prison of your own fleshy sack and your or right. a prison of your own circumstances, right? Socioeconomically or whatever, we're all prisoners at some point. Yeah, but I, but, some but, I, but I suppose it is it is very it is it's not not the best comparison because in VR like you could be made to experience a nightmare over and over again for the rest of right, indefinitely. Yeah, just for the rest of time if your brain was uploaded, if your consciousness was part of a you know server somewhere. You must be a fan of Black Mirror. Oh yeah. So have, there, you, have you seen the the White Christmas episode? Yes. Okay. So so you know so you know exactly what. I'm yeah. Talking exactly. About. Yeah. That. Oh man. That. That was probably one of the best uh, hours of TV ever. The Black Mirror series is one Pretty of my favorite crazy. series ever. But that, yeah, that episode is insane. And that's what we could be. That's yeah, where no, we could it's, be. That's totally, it's totally. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, this is a this is a near future scenario where somebody's consciousness, their being, has been cloned basically to be their own virtual assistant. Yeah, well, that's the interesting aspect of it, right? right? That like it's super good at helping you because it is you, right? But that version of you. Is feels sentient, has a consciousness, has everything, right. and yet feels tortured and is your right. slave. Even though you know it's a copy of you, it doesn't mm. know it's a copy of you. And now it's a prisoner. It's your own slave. <laughs> oh, that episode was fucking great. Yeah. Everyone should go watch it. You a sativa or indica guy? Both. No, okay. <laughs> you go hybrid strain? Because I haven't been completely stoned and gone into VR yet. I haven't done it yet. And I want to so badly. And I know some people are experiencing with psychedelics. Like they're taking micro doses of LSD or mushrooms mm. and then going into these these rift experiences at an elevated consciousness and I can only imagine how that's because yeah, you'll I've see not, visuals normally yeah I have not tried that but that would be pretty insane you down? <laughs> yeah tomorrow ah fuck okay. yeah okay what are we doing tomorrow Alex? there we go okay the day's gone that's what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> no I'm working tomorrow but uh yeah, it's research, man. It's of course it's research. Right, right. I think like in therapy as well. Like I remember covering mm. like uh, like uh, fear of flying. Like, you have anxiety over flying, and it was a guy doing VR therapies back in two thousand and two or whatever. And it wasn't even VR. It was really like a computer program where you would just simulate packing your bags and getting on a plane and going through the announcements, and people would get anxiety and shakes and have to push mm. the monitor away, and that would. Whoa, that really? would terrify them. Yes, even just that yeah. experience of it. Yeah, I mean, people. There, yeah, there's there's a company called Deepstream VR that's uh, working on solutions for, uh, for, for pe- getting getting over fears in virtual reality. 
Um, and yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, there's so many interesting medicinal purposes for it that it's kind of where part of where VR started, you know, several decades ago in the nineties. Um, yeah, to, to really, there, there is a real potential for it, for it to help people with PTSD and, uh, other, you know, disorders yeah general anxiety any, any fear of heights whatever your phobia mm -hmm. is you can probably simulate it virtually mm -hmm. and get over it do you um, do you have any phobias none that are that i mean i'm just i'm generally an anxious person but mm -hmm. i you know i don't know there's gonna be a crowd simulator 2k17 maybe that'll be it it'll just pop me in the middle of it and uh i won't know anybody's name there and that will <laughs> that will bother me a crowd simulator yeah just oh. put me in a crowd of people that expect me to know their name, and I don't remember their name. Oh, that's the worst. And that'll be my mind prison. <laughs> that is it. That is. What about you? Um, I guess I'm afraid of sharks and dinosaurs, and I've seen both in VR, and both were horrible. What about a dinosaur with fucking shark hands? <laughs> right? Like sharks for Shark hands? for hands. Or like fins. No, no, no. Well, the, the dinosaur has a big a big old fin. But, but it's like a T-Rex, but, but instead of those adorable arms, but, they're full-on fucking shark arms. But are they like tiny? No, no, no. Full-size shark full arms. Sharks. Maybe baby shark arms is kind of funny. <laughs> the baby shark arms are <laughs> pretty funny. Cute, <laughs> and it's not you. I mean, look at what if you had that as a VR experience right there? <laughs> that That's fucking amazing. terrifying. No. What if you got to be the, the dinosaur, though? Yeah, see now, then, then that would be therapeutic, I'm sure. Yeah. How, what is going to happen? And by the way, we're, we're going to round this up, but do you have like a couple more minutes? We'll take some questions from chat. Sure. Uh, Alex, get, guys, if you are watching this live via the Twitch and you have a, a question for Cosmo, fire away and we will ask it. Uh, but I have a couple more questions while he uh, curates. What is going to happen that makes, two questions in one. Okay. Two questions, sir. I have a question and a follow-up, potentially. Please. What kid is going to fuck up, and how is he going to fuck up so that the government tries to regulate VR? Uh. Uh, and I guess the follow-up would be, how, does, how do lobbyists fuck this up as well? How uh. does big business get scared of this and try to Boy. legislate it? So is it going to be a kid that goes cross-eyed or that gets VR panics? No. Or uh, um, it will probably be an older person that has a heart attack because mm. of some sort of jump scare or something. Um, Fuck, the disclaimers are going to get even longer before video games. <laughs> right now, they got to warn me about yeah, seizures. Then I got to fucking watch the EA Death. logo spin and then the LucasArts thing. I got to watch 40 fucking logos. <laughs> then another disclaimer about they use Blink for video compression. I don't give a shit. And then I get to the title screen. Now it's going to be like I have to sign the virtual waiver. Mm. Every time yeah, I play. There, there is someone out there that is living right now that right. will be the first person to die, die in from VR. virtual reality. And they're going to fuck be it you. up for everyone. No, they're not going to fuck it up for everyone. There's, I mean, it'll be like, oh, shit, someone died from VR. That sucks. Like, that's insane. But, like, we'll get over it, I think. It'll make everybody else go, fuck yeah, do you see how real that experience was? <laughs> and then that game is going to sell a bazillion copies. <laughs> That is it. Yeah, it probably would sell more. Of course it would. Yeah, just of like just like would. after massacres, there's more, more gun more sales. More gun sales, you know? Yeah. And try to ban that VR game? Oh, right. the best thing you could do for it. Whoa. Yeah, that would... Geez, that's, it's pretty horrible, but... Is someone going to make... Someone's going to make, like, a virtual Hitler game, though, where you use the Vive controller and have to do the salute oh and, my like, God. rally the troops and get oh it going, and it's going to get banned in Germany, and it's going to be a thing. <laughs> that is so bad. That's... No, that's, that's a spitball of disgust. I can get way fucking okay. worse, and I'm not 
the worst person out no, there. Yeah. There's going to There's be someone be that some makes really bad stuff. Exactly. And I also worry about like the VR porn thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's bad enough now when there's fake celeb photoshops, you know, and it's like that's a mm-hmm. violation of right, trust. Right. Yeah. But what happens when you can download when someone makes a right, virtual like a, model of someone totally. that you can fuck? Whoa. That's gonna happen. There's gonna yeah. be a, a, a torrentable fucking market oh, whoa. of whoa. stolen personalities the, the whole, that you can fuck. Well the whole concept of identity is is gonna change entirely when what? we all I mean, if you if you just think about like the singularity, right? And, and so, sort of in this you know future scenario where we're all just avatars mm-hmm. living in a virtual environment, and you can choose whatever avatar you want, right? It could be your face from like real real life, or it could be your friend's face, right? Sure. And you could why well, press X like, and randomize one, Who or cares? or if you're a celebrity, millions of people could have that face. So who are you really? Not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to submit no. who I might be, really. I don't um, know what you I are about. me. <laughs> so, okay, so there's going to be someone who dies with a Vive on. Someone's going to get uh, Oculus death. Like, that is going to happen. They're going to riff too hard, and they're done. What about lobbying? What, are, wh- how are, what industry is going to be so scared of this and disrupted that they try to legislate it somehow? Like, you can't use a headset Ooh. unless you're 12, or <laughs> you're not allowed to do certain things. You can't VR past midnight. Like, what is, what's going to fuck well, shit up? Well, I wonder, I mean, it would, be, it would be the industry that is most negatively impacted by this in terms of business um mm. i mean maybe maybe like travel services maybe ah. i don't know but but i think people like people are still going to travel like right i i think but like could but that'd be that's an interesting notion but, though that like machu picchu doesn't allow itself to be virtually represented oh, yeah. <laughs> represented like well, the, like peru goes no you're not allowed to have that virtual model of this because you need to come and see it Oh yeah, that's crazy. But you can't you can't prevent someone from making a model of something though. I don't know. They they said you couldn't prevent drones from flying in your own backyard, but they're certainly shutting that down in cities. Ah, that sucks. Right? Drones are cool. Yeah, drones are fucking badass. And drones in virtuality is gonna get even cooler. You can be a drone. That's all I want. That's all I want. I want Obama to give me an order to go kill some innocent children. Is that what we're talking about? Drones? Uh, no. Nope. All right. Nope. Guys, if you have questions for Cosmo. Fire away. Alex, do we have any? Yeah. What's happening over there, Alex, in your oh, virtual machine? Are you riff tripping, bro? I'm just downloading models of Lucy Lou. Ah, uh, yeah. Surfing on her ones and zeros. I know that the first person who's going to die is going to be an old person because I gave my dad a Google Cardboard over the holidays, and that's a sitting down experience. He almost died. So it was like the Star Wars experience. His dad owns a chair. slot car racing hobby shop. So anything that is a step beyond slot car racing is too much adrenaline for him. Simple <laughs> motors. Just to be clear. Electrons. That's all he is. Uh, Flying Queso asked, uh, other than cost, what do you think the greatest obstacle to overcome VR mm. and AR to take over the world will be? Boy, other than cost. Cost is pretty significant. Yeah, that's um, a massive one. Fucking, how about I simulator mean, hair? Because well, no one looks fucking cool when they take those goggles off. Okay, they've got weird no. lines around their <laughs> eyes. Their hair's all mussed up. No, their necks I don't think that's are a big shitty. Deal. I think the next, the next big thing to cost, which is definitely number one, would be good content. Right. And I think we're quickly solving that. I mean, there's some pretty cool stuff that the Rift is launching with, like Eve Valkyrie and Lucky's cool. Tale. Lucky's Tale blew me yeah. away. I played it like two years ago at E3 yeah. and immediately went, yep, okay, oh my God, yeah. you got it. And people are like, well, third-person game? Why is that yeah, going to be any crazy. fun? Actually, it's way better than yeah, 90% of the first-person experiences that I've played. Yeah, that yeah, third-person 
it, it really feels like you you just stuck your head inside of Super Mario 64. Yeah. Like, inside the screen. Um, yeah, so good, like, making sure, like, so the, you can have the coolest technology, the, the, the greatest specs, the greatest PC specs for, uh, you know, the computer and, the, and the, the headset, but none of it matters unless the content is amazing. And, you know, there's some awesome stuff that, that's coming out, and there's some probably amazing stuff that no one even knows about yet. Um, but, yeah, I mean, no one really knows what the killer app is yet. And right. like I mentioned before, like it's going to take several years for us to really figure out what the truly useful use cases are for this technology. Do we have any indication of what the Vive is going to be bundled with? No. You think it'll be Job Simulator? <laughs> or maybe uh, the 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 um, I mean, maybe a Portal Two or a modified. Don't they have a? Doesn't the Vive have a demo now where you're like putting Wheatley back together or you're doing something with oh, robots yeah, or whatever? Oh yeah, the Aperture Science yeah. demo is pretty amazing. They'll but probably it, that's, do that. That's, but that's a yeah, demo. but it, but it's a demo. It's, it's not really like a repeatable experience. Because they got to have an answer. Yeah, right? no, no. You got yeah, Eve a, and Lucky's I, I don't Tale. Know. What are I they going to do? Half Life Three? Huh, maybe Half Life Three R. <laughs> I always do that with shitty Hollywood films. I figure they try to make the three the V God. somehow. Yeah, no, that yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, what I, else we got, Alex? Um, let's see. Oh, I did have, you have a comment. It sounded like you had a comment. Yeah, I had a. There was just leaking out of me slowly. Go like, for it. Yeah, no, I heard it below. eking out. I, I, thought... um, I always thought like the the big hang up is marketing because like you can have all these killer games and experiences, but like if you are Joe America and you see a cool first person mm -hmm. shooter in VR on your television. You don't get because you're sold when you try it, when you actually try right. the system. So if yeah, you see just right. a, a a flying simulator or a shooter, you're not sold on the experience. You're not going to spend five hundred dollars right. on well, that game. You tell me. I had this discussion when the kind of funny guys were here just after E3 because they were talking about that. That being a big hurdle is how do you mm -hmm. market it? And I go, yeah. well, this make this could potentially make Best Buy's relevant again. Mm. This could make Magnolia's you know relevant again when you can go to the store, put on the headset, and someone is there right. letting you try it. I mean, the Vive commercial that was just released today is all just foot, footage of cool looking shit. Yeah. It's someone underwater and then it's yeah, like it doesn't, doesn't the girl from Portal doing it. Th oh, well, yeah. she exploded a wall. Like there's nothing right. about a headset in there. Right. There's nothing about VR in there. Cuz what are you going to I mean that's show show some cool shit. It def yeah, it definitely the the marketing is definitely another the, the big challenges because it, it is inherently something you have to try yeah. to appreciate. Um but it I I, I don't think it's going to be that big of it an issue i mean it'll what's going to happen i think is you know you'll have that one friend who has it and everyone will go over to his house and try it out for the first time yeah. and it'll be awesome and then from the, from then on you're like you'll know like okay this is something i want like yeah. par, like palmer like you said it, vr for for years will be something that you you'll want but can't necessarily afford mm -hmm. and so yeah, yeah. It goes wanting back to, it will not be the issue. It goes right. back to price yeah. point. That is the yeah. major hurdle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you'll you'll go to uh, there will be cinemas, there will be theaters that are set up like like almost like land centers where you'll go and you'll play a communal thing with headsets. Mm -hmm. There will be, I mean, there's already hotels. There's like I think it's Marriott mm -hmm. that has like the VR bundle that you can get in their rooms where they deliver a gear to you with a phone for you to fuck around with and like look at the local sites and check out restaurants and whatever. These things are going to be everywhere. Mm. Could, I, I I think marketing is going to be less the issue. I think you're right. I think it's money and then what's the killer app? It's like, well, this is really cool. I want one, but what am I going to do with it? Mm -hmm. uh, next question that kind of actually ties into it is... Uh, By the way! Yes. Fucking UFC 
That they've already got the octagon around the players, right? Mm -hmm. Slam some GoPros in that bitch. Get one on the referee and let me be virtually in that ring, looking around the fighters. Make me feel that like I'm there. Fun. Why not? Why not, Cosmo? You go give me, ahead, give me just... three good reasons why not. Don't do that because I bet you could. Alex, next no. question. Uh, <laughs> you could. There is no one. Right? You could, you Football helmets are going to have a shit ton of cell phone that. cameras yeah. in there, and they're going to map it all around so we can go. I want to click from player to player, and I want to be in that helmet. I don't care about sports, but I would mm. if they presented them in that way. Yeah. It'd be badass. Be, you could be the, the guy on the field. That's it. I want to be field guy. He's my favorite guy <laughs> in, in field sports. My favorite. Too. I'm going to be field guy. Uh, so Moden TV asked, uh, how do you feel about making like buildings dedicated to VR or like those VR amusement parks uh, to make the experience more immersive and experience? You think that's a good idea? Because like I was thinking about it, like these idea these devices are going to be initially expensive and hard mm -hmm. to access, and you need a space commitment. So like, why in metropolitan areas why don't you set up an arcade where yeah. people can just yeah. go and drop their kids off and they can go play VR mm -hmm. stuff? Until we have VR from within the brain that controls the nervous system. Mm -hmm walk around large scale like warehouse size vr will be the pinnacle for decades yeah will be like the best kind of experience you can have uh like the void I, I, which i haven't tried mm -hmm. yet but um but that everyone, that sort of everyone laser taggy slash yeah. we've been getting into escape rooms lately i don't know if you've done those oh, where no, you I go haven't. and you're locked in and yeah, you have I've to escape about them. that in a large scale vr environment right, yeah, could no, extend just insane it would be insane the possibilities are literally endless with what yeah. you could do yep. with a big large physical space and full room tracking mm -hmm. yeah so i think so i think yeah vr arcades will be really popular and they they will be they will provide some amazing experience because because you know the vibe is great and but people will quickly realize that your living room is actually not that big for virtual reality right it, you know it sounds kind of big like 10 by 10 or 15 by 15 feet volume you can cover but, that in two big steps yeah, if you wanted to yeah like three three steps in any direction and you're up against the barriers and like oh crap I, it's not big enough and so you'll you know occasionally go to those arcades in the, in the near future i think I had the privilege of shooting a TV show recently where I got to interview the designer of the X2 ride at Six Flags. He's a, a very, very famous uh, roller coaster designer. Has made He did the Twisted Colossus. He's done a shit ton of roller coasters. Hmm. And he's all about the algorithms for seat time. He's like, I like big jumps. And he's got the math figured out and this, that, the other. And I said, well, look. But, you know, and he added flames on X2. So you get like a burst of heat. Hmm. And he was the first to like do a oh, free geez. swiveling ride because I wanted to add that to it. So we had all these like tricks of the trade. And I said, like, look, you're in the whimsy department. That's what you do. You must have fucked around with a VR headset, right? Does that concern you for your craft? Mm. Because those, those rides can feel so compelling. Or are you integrating them? And he's like, look. He's like, I can't talk about the future and it's all NDA'd mm -hmm. but what I can tell you is that in a virtual world one of these roller coasters where the drop is only 40 feet or 100 feet can suddenly feel like it's a thousand feet oh, geez. or 5,000 feet yeah and I thought about that for a second he's like imagine like imagine a roller coaster that has has a, a footprint a quarter of the size of this one though. but with that headset on right you and you suddenly think else. you are in a whole other world flying right. through the dragon's anus and then coming yeah. out into the tailpipe that you're right. fucking like yeah. he's like that is what interests me and when he said mm. that it was that that key sort of clicked Whoa. it unlocked yeah, that's the door and I'm like oh shit yeah. yes brace my head put me in a thing with the fucking VR oh, headset geez. on 
and send me hurtling through a regular old roller coaster, yeah. but suddenly I'm flying through space at a million miles an hour. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could be anywhere. You could be anywhere. That and transitioning through worlds so and going intense. through wormholes and yeah. the full 3D soundtrack. And you can look around if you want, oh, but you're going to go flying. Right. And then right? You could also, and then you could also, like, if you had, like, you know, a row of 10 people on the, the coaster, you could simulate them out. So yes, you, could just you be always by, got the front seat. You could be by your, you you're always by yourself. yourself. You got that front seat. Yeah. Whoa. It's going to be good, Alex. It's not a fad. Alex thinks it's a fad. I think it's the future of everything. I think it's the future of everything. Do we have one more, Alex? Yeah. Fire away. Unless we got a couple good ones, really good ones, but go for it. I think this is a pretty simple one. Fire away. Are there any uh, VR games that you're excited for in the future that have been teased? Uh, yeah. Specifically? Well, Oh, I man. like, uh, yeah, let's leave it at a uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's leave it at yeah. So you're excited for some games in the future? Yes. Right. Cosmo. Eve Valkyrie. Eve Valkyrie <laughs> is, pretty, is pretty amazing. I haven't played it yet. Is oh, it? really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you, know, you, you know about it. You, you, know, you sit in a spaceship. Cockpit, spaceship. Shoot flight others. Shoot others. Right? Yeah. Spaceships. That's pretty amazing. But like uh, the, the, the problem that I have with games like that is yeah. that usually it's like, well, you just want to look forward. But no, this one really, just like true flying, it incentivizes looking all around. Yeah, spot your right, enemies, right, right, yeah. yeah. Um, the gallery six elements is is pretty exciting. What's that? Um, it's a sort of like mist like game, it's sort of like escape the room esque. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little hard to describe. First person. They've been making it since like the DK one. Awesome. Um, yeah, Lucky's Tale is pretty amazing. Oh, and Servios. Um, are you familiar with them? So no. Uh, they're going to be at VRLA. They're debu de debuting their first game. Um, for the Vive, and they're they're making uh, full, uh, to describe it. They 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 made this game called Zombies on the Holodeck, where um, you basically had like different weapons attached to like your hips, and like you had like an axe on your back, and it basically uses your whole body, um, like you would in real life to to mow down zombies. And okay. so the game that they're showing is a sort of variation on that. So that's uh, pretty. But using pretty the Vive, yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. And, oh, and then, um, oh, another really awesome game that I'm looking forward to is Adrift from 310, which is sort of uh, gravity in space. Or, or, sorry, gravity in VR. Right. <laughs> <laughs> gravity is in yeah, space. It's in space, but now it's in VR as well. VR. I got it. All right. So, no shortage of good experiences lined up. I, they're only going to get better. That's mm -hmm. what's amazing as we start to figure out the tricks of the trade and people yeah. get better with the tools. Like I, I just, it's going to be exponential growth. It's mm -hmm. such an exciting industry and you are in such a unique seat because yes. you run the meetups, you have the startup, you... Doing, you have a, don't you also have like a nonprofit as well that you're a part of? Or Yeah, the yeah. Virtual Reality Foundation that I co-founded that also does the Proto Awards, which is an award show for virtual reality. So you are so saturated, but let's let's round this out quickly mm -hmm. with what VRLA is and how people can go to it that are listening to this, because this will drop on Monday. So I sure. think they'll still have a chance to buy a ticket and go, yeah. yeah? Hopefully if we're not sold out by then, but I think we'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, you can go to virtualrealityla.com and uh, buy a ticket on, on there. You can also follow us on Twitter at VR Los Angeles. We're also on Facebook. Um, I'm going to be and... there, but what am I going to experience? Well, there's lots there like of... panels and booths? Yeah, and... sorry. So, um, yeah, so the main, the main thing is that, you know, expo show floor with uh, like 65 or 70 different uh, companies. You know, AMD is our biggest sponsor, and they've sponsored... Uh, the last uh, few events, so that's you know we're pretty fortunate 
for that. They they really are enable us to put on these you know shows at at the scale that we do them now. Um, Epic Games is going to be there showing Bullet Time with the awesome. Oculus Touch, very cool, uh, which is one of the the coolest experiences with those uh, controllers. Uh, the Virtuix Omni is going to be there, which is a sort of 360-degree treadmill that you can mm-hmm. walk around of inside VR. Uh, that's pretty awesome. There's a, a sub-pack, which is a sort of like a, a thing you put on your back that lets you feel uh, the, the base. Like, basically, it's like tactile. Like strapping uh, a subwoofer to your back. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And yeah. it's, it's pretty amazing because you can it, it adds a whole new dimension to... Uh, the VR experience, especially if it you know has good music, and it's also really cool just for listening to music as well. It's pretty amazing, um, and yeah, there's there's lots of other stuff, and then we also have um, uh, panels uh, and presentations throughout the day. We have two two theaters this time that are going to be happening upstairs while uh, the expo is going on. Well, congratulations on the growth of it and all the other plates that you're spinning as well, man. Thank you. It's, uh, it's a it's an awesome industry. I'm super fascinated by it. I will absolutely be picking your brain when we shut this thing off. But if people want to go one more time, what is the website and how much is it to attend? Virtualrealityla.com and tickets are $40 for general admission and we also have VIP tickets that Ooh. Ooh. are Okay, sell me on it now, booth and bottle. Are... You going to deliver some sparklers to my What's going on here? What's happening? <laughs> Not quite. So so the uh, doors open to general admission at 1 p.m. and doors open for VIP at 11 a.m. so 2 hours before. Shit, you hear that, Alex? Alex, you hear that? I heard it. You hear that? I heard it. Two fucking hours. You hear that? Mm. Two hours. Two whole goddamn hours of yeah. us not waiting in line with these other assholes, face palming them out of the way, yeah, throwing well, some elbows. It gets it gets pretty crowded. So yeah, fuck those it's, peons. It's, it's, I'm not hanging out with groundlings. I'm VIP, yeah, baby. Platinum plus status. Don't, don't worry. How do you, I upgrade beyond it. that? What's the tier That's, above that? Uh, you can come to my house. <laughs> That's a good deal, Kevin. Let's get in. Okay, on that. I'm in. I don't care what the price is. I'm in. I'm in. Just give me the, give me the longitude and latitude. I'll figure out the rest. Don't give me the address. That's too Just, old school. <laughs> I'm gonna fly there first on Google Earth. You're um, gonna fly there? Yeah, on Google Earth. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm gonna virtually take the trip right. to your house first. Okay, that's fine. Uh, VRLA, I will be there. I'm very excited for it. Congrats on it. How can people find you personally on the Twitter sphere or uh, whatever? You I am at Cosmo Sharf on Twitter. I don't use it a whole lot, but uh, you can follow me anyway. I mostly, because I mostly do the VRLA Twitter. I know, but that's such a rousing endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can follow me. Follow I, me. I don't... I don't use it. Yeah. I, 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 I realized it. immediately after I said that that I shouldn't say that because then right. no one's going to follow me. No, they'll follow it because you're going to follow that up now with you're going you're gonna to send out a tweet to one free ticket. Oh, yeah. One right. free general, one, one free general admin ticket, but you'll GA. tweet the link to it Maybe um, on this Monday or whatever. May, whenever this launches. It'll be Monday. Monday. Okay, so done. You'll have sure. a free ticket. You're going to okay. tweet it out at Cosmo Sharf. Yes. And done. Done. People can come on out, see what's up. Check it out. Awesome. I'll be there, man. I'm really excited for it. Thanks. Thanks for making the time. Appreciate it. Alex, anything I need to plug? Anything I need to promote? What's happening? Oh, we got the attack every... Oh, every Monday, Monday Wednesday, Friday. Wednesday, Friday at twitch.tv slash the attack. If you want to back us at patreon.com slash the attack, we appreciate your hard-earned dollars over there. Um, you should not back us this month and go to VRLA, though. That's a, that's yeah, a thing you should it's do. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. And what else? Anything else? That's pretty much it. Kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. Good night, everyone. Ooh.